0: G'day, and welcome back to our podcast series on leadership. My name's Steve Mabs, and I'm the CEO of business and digital consultancy, Essient. In this series, we talk with Australian business and community leaders to learn more about them and try to understand what makes them effective in their roles. Today, Rebecca Campbell-Burns is joined by Marie Lang, Managing Director of Greater Western Water, a new Victorian water utility formed by the integration of Western Water and City West Water. Beck talks with Marie about a range of topics, including the importance of culture in the integration and its role in addressing the challenges and opportunities presented to the sector, as well as the importance of collaboration and partnership, and what makes a good partner. And just a note on context, this podcast was recorded in 2021, when many parts of the country were still experiencing lockdowns. Over to you, Beck.
1: Well, welcome, Marie. Thank you very much for joining us on our Essient on Leadership podcast today. Uh, I guess first thing, apart from saying thank you for your time, I'd love to hear how you're coping with the current Victorian lockdown and um, and making things work at life and home
2: thank you rebecca it's uh, great to be able to have the conversation with you and uh, and and yes obviously um uh, here in melbourne uh, continuing to adapt to changing restrictions and uh, and the lockdown environment so um uh, personally traveling okay, uh, able to be working from home and with my partner and I and a couple of cats that uh, keep us entertained uh, in the background. But um, I'm just really appreciative of, of all of our people um, and the challenges that they have in, in home and work life right now and, and being able to do that and continue to provide you know great services for our customers uh, across the Melbourne and, and the West. And, uh, and that is a challenging time and, and, and something that we're continuing to to look for new ways to support our people through that.
1: Absolutely, I think that's the that's the thing all organisations and leaders are, are coping with at the moment is to to find that way of still connecting. And I think you know the silver linings is we've met a lot of pets and we've met a lot of, of children over the last eighteen months. But um, but finding new ways to continue to. To engage is is definitely something that I think we can all learn from each other on. So it'd be great. And it's it, thanks again for, for spending the time with us today, and having a chat. Um, I guess first of all, if I if I can, I'd love for you to tell us about this newly formed, um, relatively newly formed organisation called Greater Western Water.
2: Well, we're just just coming up to two months. Uh, in the next couple of days uh, in terms of uh, greater western water coming into existence so so that's another another little um, fantastic milestone uh, in all the milestones of, of greater western water so we were formed as a, as a new water corporation as you said back on on one July so the the formation of, of two previous uh, organizations with with great legacies and, and proud traditions uh, western water and city west water um, and bringing those two organizations to to become Greater Western Water uh, to provide a, a new water authority a new a new water utility uh, for Melbourne the, the CBD the inner West and the gr- rapidly growing outer West mm-hmm. so um so that means for us here today um you know in, in a lockdown environment uh, we're serving around one point four million people uh, across our service area um, and we're in a um, an environment where we know our population is growing and, and we're expecting the population that we serve across greater western water to actually double uh, across the next 25 to 30 years so that's a real um, critical piece and and it's really at the heart of why Greater Western Water was formed uh, in order to be able to respond to growth uh, and to be able to do that sustainably uh, and affordably for our customers here today uh, and, of course, across the longer term.
1: Fantastic. That's amazing growth down that, I suppose, that Western Corridor of of Melbourne, which is absolutely the growth corridor. Do you see, Marie, that your role as that critical infrastructure provider and serving um, those customers as the Greater Western Water roles changing at all, in particular, with the, the lens of climate change and potential water storages and and water usage and patterns changing over the next little while.
2: Most most definitely, most definitely, Record. I mean, our, I I see our, our, our role in the water sector more more generally uh, as really, you know, operating in a, in a really high trust. Environment, so in terms of our our day to day services, you know, providing high quality and safe drinking water and high trusted um, water and recycled services for our customers and community. But it doesn't stop there. Uh, in fact, that that's really just the, the beginning or, or the start um, of of the role that we play and the changing role that we play. And, and without doubt, you know, the, the pandemic, COVID-19 has, has brought this into sharp relief. And, and I'm thinking particularly about the critical role that our parks, our waterways, our rec- recreational spaces and, and even, you know, having a, a space at home, whether that's, a, you know, a, a green pot, pot plant or, or some garden spaces, you know, having accessible, safe green spaces um, for people to, to access uh, is really important. And, and that's a role that um, we take very seriously at Greater Western Water in terms of our, our role to enable uh, and work with our partners across Melbourne and, and the growing West, as you said, to create those spaces. And climate change also brings that into the fore in terms of how do we continue to do that uh, in a way at a time in which we're faced with um, you know, significant climate change that is you know, now locked in to how we operate as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you've you've sort of probably touched on it a little bit, Marie. But I'd love to hear about what you're seeing as a result of the kind of that exponential growth that you're forecasting in the services that you need to provide to your to your end customers. Um, what are the biggest challenges that you think you'll face as an organisation as a result of that? And more generally, in I guess in in the water sector, which you've been in, you know, for a number of years now. What do you think the the sector is actually going to face as the as some of the biggest challenges.
2: Well, certainly, I mean, it's, climate change really frames, you know, a number of those challenges, and, and our growth opportunity um, frames you know, a number of those those challenges also. But if I, I think about it in a couple of different ways, so so thinking uh, firstly about our, our people, and, and you, you asked at the outset, you know, how I was going in, in the lockdown environment, you know, that's critically in terms of being able to. Um, support our people, uh, enable great innovation, uh, and build a culture at Greater Western Water uh, that enables you know each person to, to be their, their best selves and, and to bring their best selves to work. That's that's first and foremost um, you know my starting commitment uh, and obligation to, to all of all of our people. You know our customers, uh, our customers and community. So you know, we, we think of customers and the community when we when we talk at, at Greater Western and Greater Greater Western Water, uh, and there you know that's really the reason we get out of bed when we, we think about what motivates us and what drives our purpose. You know, we are an essential um, essential well, service provider. We're providing um, critical services uh, to our customers and communities, and we need to be in a space where where accessible, that we provide our services with empathy, um, and we provide our services with great innovation and and forward thinking. Uh, And so that's everything from the services to be able to get water out of the tap uh, in in that high trust and safe way, as I said, Mm -hmm. through to creatively partnering with councils, developers, a whole range of stakeholder and community groups to be able to provide that community-based outcome, those fantastic place-based outcomes. And so, you know, being able to respond and adapt to, to our customers and communities' needs and challenges, uh, to be able to, to listen uh, and take that on board and, and build that into the way in which we d- think, you know, our mindset and our culture and deliver our services, um, that's certainly a, a key focus um, for us and a fundamental focus for us. You know, the overlay of COVID I think is, uh, um, you know, important in this context uh, for us in the West also. So that. Um, sharpens the focus in terms of you know how we deliver services, our focus on affordability mm-hmm. um, both here in the short term and thinking about the significant investment that we'll be making across the city and the west across the next 10 years. We're, we're looking at a program of about $3 billion worth of infrastructure um, through Greater Western Waters service area uh, and that's a, that's a big spend and that's a spend that needs to be managed you know, appropriately and prudently to be able to make sure that we're delivering our services in a way that's that's affordable for everyone.
1: Wow, um, you've touched on a few things in uh, which which is I'd love to explore a little bit more, Marie. Three of the key areas, I guess, that I'm keenly interested in. One, you talked about the mission, mission and purpose, and I'd love to know how you feel that permeates through the organisation and and whether you feel that individuals throughout Greater Western Water all line really feel an affinity with that mission and purpose at an organisational level. And following on from that, what impact that has on on your culture and having having worked previously with City Westwater and, and already now we understand there's a very strong culture in the organisation, but I am keen to explore with you, you know, how, how you maintain that as the leader of the organisation, what you look to, what mechanisms you use to sort of promote that positive culture and ensure that it continues to thrive.
2: And, and it's it's so important, you know, it's the, the how, the how we get anything done at Greater Western Water is through our culture uh, and supported by our, our leadership. So it's a great question and I, I thank you for, for putting it um, front and centre today. So, and again, Greater Western Water is in this, you know, wonderfully privileged and unique position in being able to draw on the legacy of, of two great organisations. So two organisations who've, who've served their community for, for you know, 20 plus years, nearly 30 years respectively Um, and so being able to draw on those legacies uh, and bring that forward into Greater Western Water. And as we formed our new organisation, we were very, very deliberate in positioning and, and, and being known for taking a culture led approach to our integration so um, we, we put that out out loud and proud and uh, and I hope that uh, our people experience that but equally I, I hope they're um, uh, you know judging our success in, in these early days uh, in terms of how they've experienced that. So, that for us hasn't mean that we've thrown away the old and and suddenly creating a new culture. Instead, what we've done is is talked with our people. We've looked to really co-create the early foundations of our culture Um, and we haven't tried to to force anything upon the organisation but to really look at at, um, the strengths of the organisation and we know right now we're an organisation that cares deeply. We're an organization that, that is very resourceful. You know, we we, we have to manage uh, a whole range of assets and services very responsibly. We want to do that resourcefully. Mm-hmm. And we're also, we're also an organization that has great pride and, and commitment. And so, you know, just two months in, you know, that's some just a taste of the attributes that we can see um permeating and building uh, across greater Western water and, and they're the strengths that we'd like to amplify. And they're the strengths that our people are telling us that that's what they want to be known for. and that's the experience that they want to create uh, when they're talking with a customer on the phone or when they're engaging with a contracting or delivery partner. Um, that's what's that's what they want to put on show. So I think that's fantastic that we've gone down. We've been able to, with our people's support, go down a, a really clear co-creation approach. Where we've taken the best and we've taken a strengths-based approach in the in the outset.
1: That's, that's amazing, and also it sounds like you've got that alignment with the individuals right through to that organisation. Or because you've done it that way, because you've done that as a as a co creation exercise, you've you've really got that alignment from all the way through the organisation, which is obviously going to put the the building of that positive culture on on great footings and foundations.
2: That, that's right. And and I guess what's also important is is that we won't stop here. Culture is something that continues to evolve and grow. And so we're in a wonderful space at the moment that we're, we're talking and, and working with our people and our customers and community about what, what will be the next evolution of our culture. So we have a, a strong sense of, of what we want to be known for now. But what, what will what will hold us in better stead going forward, and, and we don't quite know the answer to that yet. Uh, and there'll be conversations that we'll be having across the next you know six months or so to think about you know what else do we need to bring into our cultural t- toolkit um, to make sure that Greater Western Water is the the greater business um, that we know it, it will be.
1: Absolutely. And um, you mentioned a couple of times, Marie, um, the importance of um, working with partners in the operating model for, for Greater Western Water. Could you share with us from your experiences what, what makes a good partner for Greater Western Water in terms of what you look for, the, the, the way they work or potentially the values of that organisation and um, and why you think it's a success when it works
2: so we know at Greater Western Water that um we're, we're better with partners that's the that's the, the the starting position for us and that's something that sense of partnership and, and a proactive approach to partnership uh, is something that i've really strived to amplify in the business um, mm-hmm. and to be really clear about the importance of our ability to partner and, and whether that's with you know community groups uh, in thinking about how we we green the west um, through to how how we effectively you know deliver um, some of that three billion dollars worth of assets uh, across the next 10 years uh, in a very crowded uh, infrastructure space uh, in the west at the moment as well so partnering for us is a we see it as a capability it's a it's a capability that we need to build uh, and it's a capability equally that we're looking for our partners to build you know their ability to partner with us and we want to be known uh, as being a great partner and the starting position for that is thinking first and foremost in terms of alignment on safety and well-being and culture. So, without doubt, you know that's the that's the ticket to the game. But it's much more than that. Um, it's also about how we learn from partners uh, in their approach to safety and well-being, uh, and how we reset the bar uh, across our business uh, and across the sector. Also we're also looking for for customers who bring that sense of purpose for working with our customers and community so bringing that sense of, of care uh, and commitment um, to our community uh, is something that um, you know we're getting great value from partners who are bringing new ideas to the table uh, in terms of customer service through to you know new ways of, of partnering with with um, different types of, of groups to, to get out great outcomes um, in our communities as well so that shared commitment to our customers and our community um, is really important, and I think probably the third piece is to pick up is that sense of, of collaboration uh, in terms of our partnership. And, and that's, you know, we're learning how to be a better partner, um, and we're looking to, to go on the on the journey w- with our partners. And then collaboration is, is obviously the, the the piece to unpack in in those early conversations as, as we embark
1: on on partnerships. <laughs> That's fantastic to hear, and I think it just sort of reinforces the the difference between a true partnership, where actually both sides of of the the partnership are changing the way they behave in order to meet those shared goals, and and I think that alignment and that true north, if you like, of what you're trying to achieve together in the partnership is such a critical critical part to it. And you know, I know we're finding that it. it Absolutely takes an ecosystem of partners to achieve the kind of complex change that most organisations are tackling at the moment. And so the ability to work not just as a, you know, in a client supplier type relationship, but as a, as a part of an ecosystem with other partners as well, all in a partnership that's focused on delivering that end goal is, is what we've all got to get really good at over the next few years.
2: I absolutely agree and I love that concept of the, of the ecosystem that works very much for us in, in the water sector uh, and it's a, it, it paints a really great picture of, of being able to be you know, interlinked and, and really strongly connected um, with a whole range of organisations that you might not ordinarily um, get an opportunity to work with but you can find that sense of connection and, and purpose uh, and particularly here in the West. There's just an amazing, across Melbourne and, and, the, and the Outer West, there's an amazing cohort of, of um, organisations who are really strongly committed to great outcomes uh, for, obviously, for, for Melbourne and the, and the CBD uh, and the West, uh, and that is just a, such a, a wonderful space uh, to be in, you know, that, that cohort of, of organisations who are all uh, really focused on doing great things uh, for the people of the West and
1: then our communities across the city and the West. So, Marie, I mean, I think the way you've spoken about the goals and aims and missions of of Greater Western Water, I can I can kind of predict some of some of my next question. But I'd love to flick towards a more of a focus on on you individually, if we can, and just to sort of explore the sort of leader that that you are, and perhaps even stepping into those shoes of your team, and how how would they describe your your leadership style if they were asked? Do you think? I, I love these
2: questions because they do always make me a little bit nervous as well. So you can have a view of yourself, but it is important to, uh, as you said, to to be in a position that you are asking your team how how they're experiencing you. Um, but in terms of you know what I what I aspire to, to demonstrate or, or bring to the table uh, in my leadership is. Uh, first and foremost, uh, an absolute sense of, of inclusiveness and, and inclusivity. So, you know, being able to, to hear all voices around the table and, and create that space, you know, that's, that's absolutely where the magic happens um, for, for me and, and, and for, for our executive team at Greater Western Water. And um, we are a great example uh, of that kind of organization, um, uh, inclusive in, in different ways and, and getting better. Uh, at being inclusive so that's that's not a given uh, as well um i think also for me so you know w- without doubt you know it's a privilege to lead an organization so i you know i i have high expectations and i have high standards uh, in in terms of you know what what i'm looking for our organization to do so you know, we're we're a new organisation formed with, you know, amazing possibilities, um, and I want to make sure we're in a position that we are, you know, leading and and working uh, across the city and the west um, that delivers, you know, on that sense of opportunity. So having high expectations, I think, is a is a good thing as well. And thirdly, I think the, the role modeling piece uh, around culture uh, and, and new ways of working is very important for, for me. So, you know, I've got such a fantastic experience, for example, around my executive table um, that, uh, you know, I, there's, no, there's no reason for, for me to be the smartest person in the room at any point in time at all. I've got great skills and, and expertise to draw on. And so being open to to learning, being open to new ways of working uh, and demonstrating that through the way in which we role model culture uh, and the way in which I role model culture uh, is an important attribute for, for me.
1: I'm interested, you mentioned new ways of of working. Are you seeing specific new ways of working that have come in, um, particularly as a result of the pandemic or the integration or the the amalgamation of the two two organisations that you want to really build on and make sure that they're amplified in the new organisation, Maureen?
2: so you know the, the pandemic has been you know a, a really profound uh, impact you know across our uh, our community and obviously um globally the the ability to take lessons uh, and opportunities uh, out of that uh, has been really important for us uh, and you know i was i've been consistently um Just delighted and and equally determined uh, to make sure that we took every opportunity to be a better business as we worked our way through, you know, pretty complex, changing operational environments, complex changing risk environments. And I've, I'm seeing us do that. You know, we brought, um, you know, virtual reality uh, into our our ways of working much more rapidly uh, across the last six to twelve months than I would ever. Have imagined um, our our people's um, capacity and willingness to um, you know jump into to new ways of working you know whether that's through hybrid ways of working um, or other types of process changes has just been absolutely um, a, a delight to see and it's something that we're continuing to build mm-hmm. so so very much you know being able to bring continually bring forward new ways of working that make sense for us. Uh, and bring that um, kind of engine room of continuous improvement um, is is very important for us at, at Greater Western Water, and, and that's you know, in, enabling our people to be able to you know make decisions where they're best made, you know make decisions that matter. Uh, that's a, that's a key part of, of the way in which we, we've learnt that we can work um, in a hybrid and, and virtual environment, or in a changing risk environment, and so being able to continue to do that. Um, and trying not to hark back to, to ways of working that uh, now feel a long, long, long way away, uh, even though they might have just been you know, yesterday, um, being able to take, take each day and, and take a learning or an opportunity out of that.
1: It does certainly feel that the last 18 months has been more like a decade worth of change that we've crammed in at least, if not more, into some of those fundamental ways of working and, I guess, uh, mindsets that that we had that have just really come tumbling down. Some of them, you know, I personally think for for the better, particularly around the acceptance of flexibility and different ways of working that are more purposeful when we come together. I think rather than just a, a hangover from a, a probably more of literally decades gone by when, when, you know, it was more of a supervision thing that people wanted to see who was in front of them. And, and it's sort of a hangover from that because the technology's been there and enabled us to work differently for a long time. It's really taken a global pandemic to accelerate that to probably levels we could have seen previously, but there hadn't been necessarily the mindset or the catalyst to make that happen. But it's great.
2: It, it is, isn't it? It's been, um no. Uh, just amazing to see and it's not to say that um, uh, you know in our hybrid environment you know everything's roses there's, there's a no, lot to all. work through into make, making that you know a great experience uh, in all shape of um, uh, of that environment but, but equally as you said you know we, we can't um, you know have rose colored glasses on of, of what you know work and and workspaces might have been like for some people, you know, 18 months ago and and what a positive change might have been created in that way. So, we're we're holding that really closely. We have a a program that we call Workplace Reimagined, which is very much around creating spaces and places um, for our people to work um, and that's underpinned by our commitment to both flexibility and connection. So we Absolutely. see those two going hand in hand and, and that's the, the basis. When we talk about flexibility, we talk exactly in the same sentence uh, about our need and desire um, to connect with each other.
1: Absolutely. And I think that puts the owners back on leaders and the organisations to to be more nuanced in the solutions that we find for our people so that it's not a blanket one size fits all that creates connection or creates flexibility. It needs to be you know perhaps more task oriented and we need to find new innovative ways of maintaining connection when we are all disparate and remote and you know everyone's had plenty of screen time over the last 18 months so more screen time's not necessarily the answer so so what other things can we find and um and I don't think there's an organization around the world that's not not grappling with that right now because I think fundamentally people's aims and what they want out of their work Place has changed too. So, as a result of of having some of the silver linings, but also acknowledging some of the things that have been much more difficult through the pandemic than they were before. Um, another shift of gear, if you don't mind, Marie, I'd love to. Um, I'd love to understand what brought you into the water industry and a little bit about your career background, if you don't mind. So, and the kinds of influences, I guess, on your career that have that have either fast tracked it or um, or inspired you would be. Fabulous, if you could talk to me a little bit about that.
2: No, for sure. So uh, uh, so I came into the water sector uh, probably coming up to, I was going to say 10 years, but I don't think it's quite that long yet. <laughs> this year has felt like a long time. So. <laughs> <laughs> um but my, my shift in, into the water sector is something that uh, I look back on now and think, oh my goodness, why didn't I do that sooner? And and, and for me, it, it's been you know finding uh, this this space uh, in the water sector and, and here in Victoria that that brings that strong sense of, of purpose uh, and alignment um, uh, with with how I like to lead, how I am learning to lead, uh, and the kind of impact. Um, that that uh, I think the water sector can create. So so I had uh, I guess my, my career has been you know reasonably diverse. I've, I've worked in consulting and uh, in different environments. I've worked in an industry association in more advocacy spaces and uh, and also uh, run my own consulting um, small business for a little while as well. And a, a thread through that has really been that sense of uh, innovation and community. Uh, and, and purpose and looking for ways to, 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 for businesses to be able to create great outcomes, um, and for businesses to be able to do good um, in the sense of, of delivering great outcomes for, for their people or, or their communities. So the water sector, um, uh, the, the opportunity that, that came up at the time was, was a role around uh, innovation strategy and then that, that's led to a range of different leadership roles. So uh, it's been a, a wonderful journey and and, uh, and just filled with great possibilities ahead.
1: That's all extremely positive and I love that innovation thread that clearly has run through the organisations that you lead and that you've been part of. Can you share with us what you think the most difficult part is about being a leader, Marie?
2: Difficult part about being a leader? Um, Gosh, I mean it's a privilege and, and holding that responsibility is not something that's necessarily difficult but it's something that I hold um, very firmly at the the forefront of, of my decision making and, and approach um, and i know people talk about leadership as being lonely and, and it can be in terms of thinking about, you know, you you hold, you're the only, you're the final person with responsibility, but but I actually find leadership, and you talked about an ecosystem before in terms of partnerships, you know, Mm. leadership for me has been about creating a a wonderful ecosystem uh, of people to to work with, you know, to collaborate with, um, to, uh, you know, Put some crazy ideas out there from time to time, and, and see what might might stick or not, um, mm-hmm. and to seek wise counsel from uh, as well. So I think that that's for me part of the joy of leadership is being able to have those um, you know trusted and, and really valued conversations.
1: Yeah, what a great outlook! That's fantastic. I love that you flip the um, most difficult part into <laughs> something that's still <laughs> still ultimately really positive. Um, one of the things that that uh, you know, big infrastructure utilities, those larger engineering and public infrastructure organisations have been quite quite male dominated. Have can you talk to us a little bit about your views on diversity and what it's been like if if you felt at all that gender's been a factor in your in your career or progression?
2: So yeah, so diversity and in, and inclusion uh, is a mm-hmm. topic that is uh, absolutely dear to my heart and. You know, I certainly hold the view that um, that that people feel that they can't see, they can't be what they can't see. So I, uh, I, uh, I, I wear the t-shirt and I I flag fire the flag uh, in terms of you know you know choosing to be as visible as I can um, in, in that regard. And. We need, uh, you know, we need many more women in, in positions of, of leadership, and and we know that we've seen the conversations play out, you know, across Australia, particularly the last twelve months. And I think it would be uh, uh, somewhat naive to, to think that um, that that my experience is in any way, you know, dramatically different than uh, than some of those conversations that um, that people would have would have heard or seen. And, and that's, you know, we're at the point of uh, you know irrefutability there uh, in that regard. And so what what is, you know, fantastic, again, in terms of, you know, being in the water sector and and being in a position to be able to lead this organisation is to be able to really determinedly support and enable diversity and inclusion. Um, We have, um, you know, an amazingly diverse community base that we serve a mm-hmm. Greater Western Water, and so to be able to reflect that um, in our workforce um, is a is more than an aspiration; it is absolutely our our in, intent, uh, and that includes, of course, you know, absolutely supporting uh, gender equ- equity uh, at all levels through the organisation. And, and we bring a particular focus also on STEM, so science, technology, engineering, and maths, uh, and being able to to bring. Um, Female graduates, female leaders into our business. It's a it's a it's a fantastic
1: space to be in. Absolutely. If you did have you know advice or anything like that for for young women or minorities of in, of any kind, really, to build that more diverse and inclusive workforce, what what would you rec- what would you recommend? If there was you know a single thing, and I'm, I'm not sure there is a single thing that they can do, but what kind, what kind of action could they? take and, and can organisations take to really shift that dial from, I think case for change has been made 100, I mean, 150%, you know, I think there's a, there's there's bodies and bodies of evidence around the, the value of having a diverse and inclusive workforce, but it, it, it's not yet translated to real action and moving that dial, and certainly not as fast as, as I think many of us would like that to happen and not just on gender, on all, on all aspects of diversity to create that real inclusion across the board. Are there things that you'd counsel or recommend people could look at doing to take those small steps to, to moving the dial? Well, I think it. I think it's actually
2: big steps, to be honest. So, and I, I guess if I'm more speaking to, to leaders here, it's about, as you said, you know, the case for change is is there, uh, and it's more than the case for change. It's a fundamental business case, uh, and it's a business case that tells us that businesses, so in our context, businesses are better um, with diverse and inclusive workforces, and, and businesses are better uh, with women around the board table and the executive table. So, so then it's a question of what do you do to get there? Uh, and certainly at, at, at Greater Western Water and at our, biz, at our businesses previously, it, it's about having a very clear and laser-like focus, uh, on that reality, uh, and putting in place, you know, plans and strategies and targets to, to support that outcome. And, uh, uh we are, we are well on the way, you know, we have, uh, 60%, um, female representation around our board table, which is you know, supported by through the Minister for Water's commitment uh, to gender equity uh, around uh, board directorships. And we have 50-50 uh, gender split around my executive table, uh, mm-hmm. and we are uh, at uh, close to and, and uh, perhaps even today approaching 50-50 female leadership uh, across our business as well. And so that those things don't just organically happen; they they require commitment and effort, um, and some runway. You know, they don't happen overnight uh, as well. Uh, and a focus for us at Greater Western Water now is also about building the pipeline uh, of, of female talent uh, and inclusive um, talent across the organisation. So, where our next uh, crop of leaders going to come from? Uh, whether that's from you know. Uh, partnerships more broadly, as we spoke about before, uh, and obviously developing you know our great talent uh, across the organisation.
1: Yeah, look, I couldn't agree with you more. And they probably are big steps rather than small steps. I think you're absolutely right. And right back to the, your first comment around it, you can't be what you can't see. I think um, having role models at all levels in organisations, regardless of which minority group that you are coming from, is... Is, a, is just the best possible way that you can tell young people or, or children or those in lower levels of the organisation that you can strive to be somewhere different um, and you can achieve it. So that's fantastic. Just in terms of, um, we're probably almost out of, out of, time and at least ready to to start trying to wind up marie it's been fantastic to have the conversation with you and get to know you a little bit more about the background behind the organization and the the person but you know just in terms of of what you've done personally to stay sane over the last 18 months how do you personally unwind and recharge can you share a little bit about that with us yeah. yeah,
2: and, you know, it, it hasn't been easy and it hasn't always gone well, those commitments to, uh, you know, a- attempt to, to manage, you know, personal well-being and, and self-care. And I think, you know, part of, of um, my reality across the last 18 months has been acknowledging that, um, you know, This week I've been able to – I've made the decision to get a little bit of exercise every day this week, but there have been plenty of weeks where that hasn't been the case. Um, But also recognising that, uh, you know, at times it's about cutting yourself a bit of slack as well. Um, But there's a couple of things that have have held – held my well being um in a strong space across the last eighteen months, and you know one is that sense of purpose in, in terms of you know wh- why do we get out of bed in the morning and it's it's a lot easier um, when you've got that alignment uh, with purpose
0: mm.
2: um, i think the the, 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 um, the connection without with um friends and colleagues and and family so that sense of connection that we're trying to build across our greater western water is is absolutely been um you know um you know a lifeline in, in many respects and been important for me across the last 18 months uh, and thirdly, just yeah, I mentioned exercise before, so that's you know that's one of the ways um, that uh, that has helped to keep uh, keep this household sane is is uh, getting out and doing different exercise and uh, lots of Zoom exercise classes and uh, yeah. you know running running uh, within the five kilometre limits and, and those. Those, um, those kinds of things uh, and I'm absolutely blessed to live near um, a fantastic park and, and so making the most of those green spaces uh, that we talked about earlier um, is just been wonderful, that, that sense of connection where I haven't been able to get away and perhaps go camping or, uh, or do those kinds of things that I love as well. So it's not quite the same but uh, having that connection for nature for me has been very important also. Oh,
1: absolutely, it's got such a grounding from a mental health point of view, such a grounding for me. Anyway, uh, impact is just getting out there and being able to do that. I kind of reflect sometimes on Melbourne being the most livable city for however many years straight in a row, whatever it was—nine years straight in a row—and then now being, you know, at the top of the ladder board for the most lockdown cities. And I think that the two together has actually probably kept us relatively sane because we have this amazing amenity around us to be able to have these these green belts and access to parks and public places that. That actually means even when our world has become smaller, we've still managed to get out there and connect and do that. And um, very grateful for that opportunity, even if it doesn't necessarily carry the world's most livable city label anymore. It's still, um, yeah. we're still incredibly lucky. Yeah,
2: absolutely. There's uh, still lots of amazing, great, great spaces. Um, to be able to access and I I read a great tip the other day which I've been putting into practice which was don't just walk around the park or around the oval but walk across it and through it so I've I've slowed my uh, lap of the the park down and and now I'm doing a bit more zigzagging to be a bit more immersed uh, in my suburban uh, green spaces Uh, and you know it, it does have a little bit of a different flavor to it as well.
1: I'm sure it would it might even create a little bit more of that presence and mindfulness to the whole process rather than just going on autopilot and walking around Indeed. the theater yep. yeah lovely now this is an interesting question and it's it's one that i i, I wouldn't know how to ask answer if someone asked me but but do, do you what what hope what would you hope your legacy will be if, um if you look back on the time at um at g w w or even the rest of your career have you got you got some aims or thoughts in that space, Marie? It's a big, big question, isn't it? Is it? A big that's fantastic, <laughs> fantastic, Rebecca. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so at Great
2: Western Water, we we are in this amazingly unique and, and privileged moment of, of building a new business um, and building, a, you know, an organisation. As as I said before, that that's serving, you know, an incredibly diverse. Uh, population that, 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 is, that is fast growing so you know I, I hope um, that collectively you know Greater Western Water um, is looked back on at, at this time as making the, the great steps to be able to build a, a business that yeah, is set up to deliver, the, deliver for those communities into the future so that's very much our, our responsibility right now to, to create
1: you know our amazing new business. Well, I think that sounds like a pretty amazing legacy to leave behind, Marie. and I um, and I, look, I, I just want to thank you again for your time today. It's been um it's been really nice to be able to have a take a little moment out of the day and have a chat like this. and it's been fabulous for me to hear all the things that are going on, but more importantly, I, I'd just love to wish you all the best for the for the next phase of greater western water and and i think from the 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 small glimpse that we've had as an organization you're doing amazing things and i think the community is extremely lucky to have an organization like you to to serve them so thank you thank you rebecca that 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 means a lot thank you so much
0: our guest today was marie lang managing director of greater western water this 10th interview ends our series on leadership Please join us again next time when we introduce our new podcast series, which will touch on another dimension of business in Australia. All the best.